0: Well, today I want to look at uh, the book of Colossians, chapter 1, uh, verses 12 through 14. The Apostle Paul is writing to the believers at uh, Colossae. It was a city in Asia Minor in the days of Paul, and uh, Paul is writing to them. And uh, what he's doing is he is telling them uh, what, uh, first of all, he's, he's telling them what he's praying for them, And then he is telling them what's happened to him. Uh, Let me remind you that the book of Colossians uh, has four chapters. The first two chapters deal with uh, doctrine or uh, teaching that God wants us to know. And the last um, part of the, the last two chapters of Colossians deals with practical application. Uh, so we're, st- we're looking at teaching right now, at doctrine, and uh, let's pick it up in uh, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, where Paul writes, uh, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, here's what Paul is doing: he is revealing to them what God the Father has done for them, and actually what He's done for all believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the first thing we see is that uh, He's teaching here that God has. Qualified them. Uh, notice what he says here um, in verse 12 giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet. Now, what it means there, made us meet, is, is that God has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance uh, of the saints in light. Here's, here's what he's saying He's saying that God is the one that has saved us see, salvation is of the Lord. We cannot qualify ourselves for heaven. Someone says, well, I'm going to live good enough to make it to heaven. No, you're not. No, we cannot qualify ourselves. You know, uh, if we uh, take a test for something uh, and uh, we've got to pass the test to qualify to do whatever we're we're wanting to get a license for or whatever the case may be, we've got to pass the test. Uh, well, when it comes to passing the test for eternal life, God did that for us. You see, that's what Christ did on the cross. He qualified us for heaven. When we put our faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're qualified. We, we don't qualify ourselves. We don't live it or try to do the best we can to make it to heaven. Well, then there would be no need for Jesus to die on the cross if that was the case. No, we're qualified because of the goodness and the grace of God when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So God's the qualifier. Uh, we cannot qualify ourselves. As a matter of fact, before we were saved, the Bible teaches we were helpless and hopeless and hell-bound. And so how can we qualify ourselves being in that condition? Every unsaved person is helpless, hopeless, and hell-bound. But God has qualified us if, now get this, if we have accepted his, his sacrifice for sin, which is his son. Let's go back to verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. In other words, we've been qualified to become saints. You see, when you get saved, you're, you're made a saint you have the Old Testament saints that believed God and looked forward to the coming of the Messiah and then you have the New Testament saints that looks back to the cross. You see, the Old Testament saints look forward to the cross. We look back at the cross of what Jesus did and therefore, because of their faith, the Old Testament saints, God qualifies them for eternal life and because of our faith in what Christ did, God qualifies us. The Bible says who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So here's what the Bible is saying. God has qualified us and he's done that uh, by the sacrifice of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he that knew no sin became sin that we believers might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. We're qualified because of our faith in Christ. And then it tells us that God has given us his his inheritance. I just read that to you from verse 12. Giving thanks unto uh, unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance. We have an inheritance. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus gets, we get. Because we're joint heirs with him, the Bible says. And uh, so... God has given us an inheritance and Christ has qualified us for it. And notice here, please, in in verse 13, who hath delivered us. Notice the tense there. Not will deliver us, but hath delivered us. Now, let me read verse 13 again. Who hath, speaking of Christ, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, that's the power of hell, the, uh, the, the power of evil, and hath translated us. Now the first thing we see there is that he hath delivered us. It's a done deal. You see, when did he do that? He did that at the cross. You see, when Jesus said, it is finished, the last words he said on the cross, he meant the plan of redemption was finished. The plan for us to uh, go to heaven and have eternal life was finished. He finished it on the cross. Of course, then he uh, was buried and rose three days later. But the work of our redemption, word redemption means purchased back. Christ purchased us back to himself, reconciled us, that's another word, to God by his death on the cross. And therefore, he's qualified us. We have an inheritance. And the Bible is saying here that we have it right now. This idea that, well, uh, I hope I make it to heaven and I'll get my inheritance uh, when I get there. No, you've got it right now. Because the Bible says, and you're delivered right now. Who, Verse 13, who hath delivered us, hath delivered us, past tense, from the power of darkness. Listen, my friend, you are either delivered from the power of darkness now, or you're not going to be delivered. Now, I'm speaking to to Christians. If you are not a Christian, you're not saved, then you've not been delivered. You say, well, how do I get delivered from the power of darkness? By trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Believe that He died for your sins, that He rose from the dead, as the Bible teaches, and ask Him to forgive you and save you. And then you will be delivered. See, we, we that are saved, and that's what he's saying to the to the believers at Colossae you've been delivered oh that's good news isn't it we've already been delivered we're not will be delivered we are already delivered and it's all because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ it's, it's something we have right now and we have our inheritance right now then notice something else uh, we've been delivered and it's a complete delivery Christ did it all All to him we owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow, the Bible says. Redeemed, the old song says, how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And so we've been redeemed and delivered from the power of darkness according to the word of God. But that's not all. Look, Look at verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath, There it is again, past tense. Translated us. Translated us? The word translated means across. He's brought us across. Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Look, here's what it's saying. Before we were were saved, before we trusted Christ as our Savior, we were in the kingdom of Satan. We were in the kingdom of darkness. But when we trusted Christ as our Savior, we moved over to the kingdom of God and the kingdom of light. And the one that translated us or brought us across from darkness to light is the Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's what he did on the cross. He perfected our salvation and when we put our faith and trust in Him and what He did, not what we do, but what He did, uh, we are translated. We have been translated from darkness into light. From death into life. From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son according to the Word of God. Well, look at it again. And hath, translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. The Apostle Paul is saying to these Christians in the city of Colossae, in the church of Colossae, look, you have been translated. You're not in that kingdom of darkness anymore that you used to be in. When you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior, God brought you across. He translated you because of your faith in Christ into the kingdom of His dear Son you're in the kingdom of Christ. It's a spiritual kingdom, that's true. One of these days, it'll be a literal kingdom because the Bible says we ought to pray, thy kingdom come. One of these days, Christ will return to this earth and set up his kingdom here on earth. And the Bible teaches in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 6 that we that are saved will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. Okay. Well, well, His kingdom is both spiritual and one day it will be literal. And that's why we pray thy kingdom come because the literal kingdom of Christ has not come yet. It will come whenever he comes, all right? And so we Christians have been translated and thank God for that. Uh, And then notice please, if you will, verse 14. Uh, Paul's not done yet. He's telling these uh, believers at Colossae all that has... You know, all that they have. He said, you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness. You, uh, you're now saints in light. Uh, you've been qualified. Um, you're in the kingdom of his dear son. Then he says in verse 14, in whom we have redemption. As I said, redemption means purchased back. We, you see, we come into this world belonging to Satan. That's right. All unsaved people are in the kingdom of darkness. All unsaved people have the devil as their father. Did you know that? Listen to what the Bible says over in the book of 1 John. And uh, I want to read from 1 John chapter chapter 3 and and verse uh, 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. See, the spirit, well, it's the spirit that's born again, it doesn't sin. Flesh does, spirit doesn't. For his seed, his spirit, remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he's born of God. See, it's the uh, if your spirit can sin, then you're not born of God. But if you're born of God, your spirit can't sin. Now watch this. In this, the children of God, that's all those that have been born of God, are manifest, are revealed. And the children of the devil. What? Children of the devil. That's what it says. And so the Bible is saying here, there are children of God and there are children of the devil. Jesus said to the Pharisees in John 8, 44, you are of your father, the devil, and his works you will do. So when we come into this world, we are sinners by nature, and we're in the kingdom of darkness, we're in the kingdom of Satan. But when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior, he purchases us, back. He redeems us. We're released from the kingdom of darkness. We are translated over to the kingdom of Christ. The kingdom of light. So that's what it means when it says here in verse 14, in whom we have, notice the tense again, we have it right now. We'll not be redeemed when we get to heaven. We're either redeemed right now by our faith in Christ or we're not. You see, if we have not trusted Christ, we're not redeemed. He has not purchased us back. Listen, what completes the transaction is our faith in Christ. God redeems us or purchases us from Satan, the kingdom of Satan and places us in the kingdom of God because of our faith in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. In whom we have redemption and What is that redemption through? Through his blood. You see, the blood of Jesus Christ was perfect. It was sinless. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit of God, and Jesus got his blood uh, supply from the Holy Spirit. Because God the Holy Spirit united with Mary, the human instrument, you had deity, God the Holy Spirit, with humanity, Mary, the mother of Jesus. When they combined together, they produce Jesus, Christ, who is sinless, who is all deity and all humanity, both wrapped up in one. The bringing together of deity and humanity in the conception of Christ is called the hypostatic union. It's a work of God. God did it. And so Jesus did not get his blood from Adam. His DNA did not come from Adam. His DNA came from God the Holy Spirit. That's why he was holy. And that's why he is God in the flesh. And that's why he could pay for our sins on the cross. His blood was perfect. His blood was sinless. And the Bible says here, in whom we have it right now, Paul is saying to these believers at Colossae, you've got it right now, you've been redeemed. We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Isn't that good? We are told by the word of God that because of our faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we have not only redemption, but all of our sins have been forgiven. Uh, and that's the good news, isn't it? See, all of our sins, all of our sins that we've ever committed or will ever commit was paid for at the cross when Jesus shed his blood and atoned for our sins. Atoned means he brought us together with God. The Bible says we're accepted in the beloved. We're accepted in Christ. God only accepts us because we have trusted Christ. And if we're in Christ, we have redemption and we have forgiveness of sins. All right, we'll look at something else in the next session. So I hope you will study along with us. God bless you.